What's happening? Will from RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com coming at you to explain to you how to stop other people from fucking up your life. A harsh title, I know. However, life can be harsh sometimes and it's really important that you're able to protect yourself from some of the downsides so that you can stay winning and stay positive and, and stay having good things happen to you. Okay, and this post was put together by a number of things that I've seen and a number of things that I've observed in my own personal life and, and some of the stuff that I see other guys going through. Okay, you can be winning uh, in business, you can have everything going on at the gym, you know, you can be out there getting girls, you can be having a lifestyle that you love and be happy and all that. But other people can come around and fuck your shit up. That is, that is a fact of the game. And no matter how much you have going for you, that's not going to stop someone else from coming around and fucking that up for you. And that's just a fact that you have to deal with. And it's something that the sooner you understand and you recognize, um, the better off you're going to be. And you know, the more you can continue to win and continue to have a positive and, and happy lifestyle. Okay. And there's three major things that you really need to focus on when it comes to other people, okay? And the first one is to protect yourself. The second one is to limit your reliance on other people. And the third one is to be very careful about who you give leverage to, okay? And we're gonna get into all three, starting with number one, which is protect yourself, okay? I wanna give you an example. I live out in Thailand here and you can have a look out the window and. See that every day is pretty much a sunny, beautiful day and the life is comfortable and the people are nice and it's cheap and it's a really, really beautiful place to live. However, Thailand is still a third world country and it still comes with a lot of dangers and that is not something that you can just blindly ignore. All right, you've got uh, one of the most dangerous driving situations in the world. You've got the STD rates are out of control. And you've got a visa system, which is, you know, a labyrinth and, and can be difficult to navigate. So you've got three major problems that involve other people that you have to be uh, cognizant of. All right. However, I see a ton of young guys coming out here and you know, they could, a lot of these guys are good looking and they've got online money coming in and, and, you know, being 25 out in Thailand, not having a job, you know, working for yourself, it's a fucking beautiful thing. However, a lot of these guys are living like these problems don't exist. All right. They're driving like maniacs on their motorbike. You know, they're fucking girls without a condom who are very questionable and they've got, uh, you know, a bullshit visa system set up so their paperwork's all fucked and they got to leave the country every other month you know and this creates you know a ton of problems that that you could easily mitigate with just a couple small tweaks all right instead of you know having to leave every other month and you know your paperwork might be fucked up and a guy who makes two hundred dollars a burmese border guard can fuck up your entire year uh, because you didn't have the right visa. Instead, you get the right visa. You don't have to leave very often. You know that your school handles all your right paperwork. It's a small thing to do, but it's a fucking, you know, it eliminates like 90% of your downside. All right. Instead of fucking questionable girls without a condom, wear a condom every fucking time. Okay. I've, I admit I've made that mistake. Um, 
a few more times than I'd like to admit, especially if alcohol is involved. However, I at least recognize it when I'm making a mistake and I made a concerted effort not to fuck up like that um, in the future. And the third point, which is the most important one, is fucking drive safe and drive defensively. Every single day I see someone driving on the wrong side of the road on a narrow back street, barreling down, not expecting to see me there. Luckily, I'm driving slowly and defensively, and I don't get into an accident. However, my first month here, even at driving a medium speed, I got into two accidents. All right, it, it, it really, really um, is a serious thing. Okay, I had a friend of mine, a young guy, almost died on his motorcycle. He had everything going for him, almost died last month, and this is a guy who's good looking, who has a lot of online money coming in, gets girls, the whole fucking life ahead of him. And in an instant, could have been gone. Just if, because he was going 15 kilometers too fast, all right? And even if you're driving well, you can expect that the people around you are not gonna be driving well. So not only do you have to drive well, but you have to drive defensively, you have to expect people to do stupid shit, and you have to drive slow, all right? And that applies whether you're in Thailand or whether you're anywhere else in the world. You gotta take stock of the situation where other people can come around and fuck up your shit and protect yourself from it. Because the guy who's driving drunk on the wrong side of the road in the middle of the day doesn't have shit to lose. This, I mean, this guy obviously doesn't care about his life, right? But you can be a winner, you can care about your life, you can have everything going, and a guy with nothing to lose who doesn't care about your life can still come around and fuck up your shit completely. Doesn't matter how much you have going for you when the other person doesn't have anything to lose and, and doesn't care about making smart decisions. So you gotta um, examine wherever you are, whatever the, the dangers um, of where you live are, and you gotta put in, in plan a place or a, um, a plan to mitigate some of those dangers. Like I say in my article, How to Think Like an Investor, you always gotta be protecting your downside. All right, and the tweaks that I've, that I've outlined, I mean, you still get pretty much all the reward, but with like 90% of your downside reduced, okay? And that's what you need to do in terms of protecting yourself. So, point number two. Point number two is relying on other people. As you get older, you will see that other people, not all, but the, the majority of other people are unreliable and unaccountable. They are unreliable, unaccountable, and if you've internalized all this self-help stuff and you are focused and accountable and on top of everything, expect yourself to be in the minority of people. Expect other people not to have done anywhere near the amount of work that you've done on yourself and not to live by the same values that you, that you live by. All right, this, this sounds harsh, but in my experience, it's very true. And therefore, when dealing with someone who's unaccountable and unreliable, the smart thing to do is not to rely on them. All right, I'll give you two quick examples. The first one is, let's say you got a gym partner and he spots you for all your major exercises. That guy, it is very unlikely, even if it's his idea to start going to the gym together, is not gonna be there every single day that you're there, at the time that you're there, okay? I'm in the gym at, you know, 8.15 in the morning on a Saturday. And I'm there every Saturday, every Sunday, rain, sleet, or snow, every single fucking time. 
it is extremely unlikely for me to find a guy who's going to be able to be in the gym at the same time every week um, there to spot me on my exercises. And not just that, but extending that timeline for the rest of my life because working out is a lifestyle. It's very unlikely to be able to find that. Uh, the other option is, you know, let's say you've got a girlfriend who wants to cook and clean for you. Even if, even if you don't suggest it, usually when a girl is, when you're in a polyamorous thing and she wants to become your girlfriend, she starts trying to do little things like that for you. Let me cook for you. Let me clean for you. You guys know how it is to, to get you involved with her or, you know, if she's your girlfriend, she might want to do nice things for you like that in, in the hopes that maybe you're going to move in with her and then she's going to, you know, cause she could sell you on, it's going to be so nice. I'll cook and clean for you. You don't have to do that stuff. Blah, 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 blah. But what are the odds she's going to be able to do, you know, first of all, you need to eat every day, okay? So she's going to cook for you every day, which means you have to see her every day. Uh, second of all, is she going to clean for you on time and on schedule? All my chores I get done on Sunday every single day. Is she going to come over and clean for you every single Sunday and do your laundry for you every single Sunday? Highly unlikely. Even if she does, there's no such thing as a free lunch, so when she gets upset with you or she doesn't feel you're texting enough, what's the first thing that gonna, that's going to come up? Look how much I did for you. Look look at all the stuff I did for you and you can't even respond to my text or something like that. Okay. When you're relying on someone, not only can you expect inconsistency, but you can have all sorts of stuff like that that come up. All right. Much better thing to do is either do it yourself or pay someone to do it. All right. I just don't use uh, exercises that need a spotter. I, it's very easy to remove those exercises or to modify them so that you don't need a spotter and you're not in a position where a weight's gonna drop on you. All right, that's very easy. That's number one. Do it yourself, tweak it so that you can do it yourself. And the other one is pay someone to do it. I, you know, pay someone to cook for me, you know, I buy all my food, pay someone to clean for me, pay someone to do my laundry. And it's very easy and I, I get it done exactly when I want to, exactly on schedule with absolutely no problems because when you pay for someone, you get consistency. You get consistency because they need that money to survive. So they need to do the job as expected every single time. When you're not paying for someone, you can't expect consistency because they don't need it and they don't think it's as much of a priority. So they think they're doing something nice for you, they can do it here or there and then they can say why they didn't do it. Um, and it just makes things a lot more complicated. So either do it yourself or pay someone to do it. And then not only will you avoid all kinds of drama because you know, you're, you're gonna feel upset when someone says they're gonna be accountable and not accountable. And then you're probably gonna take it out on them and, and most people do not like being pointed out that they're unaccountable. Believe me, I'm speaking from experience. Um, people do not like that at all. And you're going to make your life so much easier because you're going to be able to move at your own pace. You're going to get everything done on your own schedule. And you're not going to have to wait for anybody who's going to hold you up. Lastly, the third way that you need to stop other people from fucking up your life, and this one is probably the most important, is be very, very careful with who you give leverage to, okay? Leverage is involving someone else in one of your major long-term goals 
that is you know high emotional investment high energy investment high time investment and comes with a lot of risks for your downside okay some good examples are a marriage or a business and leverage is an investing uh, term and it works in the same way as it does in investing when you buy a stock on credit or on leverage you increase the amount of risk that you take on all right and for me if i'm going to use leverage which I don't in investing, I would have to know that the return on my investment would not only would outweigh the cost of the risk, but also the fact that I would have um, I would be as close to certain as possible in in that investment working out. Okay, now as a player in the game of life, you can't expect certainty, but I'd have to be in the seventy five percent, eighty percent range of probability for me to be able to uh, leverage something. All right, and I'll give you an example of how it breaks down. So we've got business and we've got marriage. All right, in business, you wanna get involved with someone in a business, okay. What you're doing though, however, is you are giving them a percentage of your company. When you sign that contract, they are an owner of your company no matter what, whether they don't do any work, whether they're negative all the time, whether they're sabotaging your business, whether they wanna leave, they still own 50% of your company. They could be doing no work. You could be doing everything and they're still going to get 50% of all your revenue. All right. And that's just when they're involved with the business. When they want to leave, it's a totally different ballgame. Okay. I had one partner that wanted to leave and he leveraged the domain. The domain was still in his name, which was a mistake that I wouldn't make today. And he bought the domain. He was doing no work, he wanted out, and he said, I own the domain, you're gonna pay me X amount of money or I'm gonna close the domain down. Another partner was a developer of ours. It was a, it was a partnership that I started with my friend and we had another guy who was this rock star developer, you know, extremely smart kid, and all the development work was done by him. All right, we, we needed him to run that business. Again, not a position that I would put myself in today where someone else has all the information leverage. However, that was a situation that we were in and we paid him a living wage. He did the absolute, absolute bare minimum of work. And, but we were in a position where, you know, we couldn't yell at the guy because he was a partner and he had all, all, um, all of the information uh, leverage. So we had to gently sort of encourage him to come back in the office and do a bit more work. And sometimes he would take three days off without uh, even checking in. But there was literally nothing we could do because the guy wouldn't respond to his emails. And when he would come back in, we couldn't yell at him because we knew the guy would just fuck off or, or do whatever, right? We had to come, we had to have a, a gentle conversation and you know encourage him to get back to work. Eventually the kid just took off, he went MIA. We had no business. Knowing that, the, that it would wipe out our business completely, took off. Never heard from him again, and we couldn't export the code to someone else because they couldn't make sense of what he was doing. So we were finished, finished right there because of that kid. And again, it, you might think you understand and you know the person that you're getting into business with, but in reality, the best you can do is lower the probabilities because you cannot predict what someone's gonna do and you cannot really know someone until you've known them for a long time and until you've seen how they act around money. 
people are fucking funny around money. I've seen it when my grandfather died and um, my family started suing each other over the money that was in his estate, which wasn't even available anymore. And it was an absolute mess. And this is sisters suing sisters, I mean, over money. You cannot predict what people are gonna do. I've seen my friend's business partner steal $40,000 from him. $40,000 he stole from the company and my friend was funding all that business himself. What did he use it on? He used it to take girls out to fancy fucking dinners. That's what this kid was doing, all right? You cannot predict what people are gonna do and you cannot think that you really know people. Even if, you, if you're good at reading people like I am, you, you, you have to understand that you cannot predict the future. It's very, very important, all right? Same logic applies um, just as much in a marriage as it does to business, all right? If you're getting married, it means that you have a long-term goal of consistent happiness, probably building a family, living together, all kinds of joint decisions based around uh, your wife, all right? At the end of the day, a marriage is a contract, but it's a contract based on a woman's emotional state at that particular time. As we know, boys, women's emotions change very frequently. You cannot predict what that woman is going to feel five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, 40 years from now. How could you possibly predict what type of person she's going to be? All right. Every single guy who got married thought that he could predict his wife's behavior. 50% of them end up in divorce. Okay. Every single one of those guys didn't think he was going to end up in a divorce. He thought his relationship was different. He thought he, he, you know, he had the game. He thought he, he knew what was going on. No one thinks they're going to end up a statistic. Okay. But you have to take the ego out of it. All right. A lot of players, I've seen this happen before. They think, yo, man, I got the right girl and my fucking game's tight and she fucking loves me, man. She's, you know, she's going to do whatever I say. And like, you know, I've had all these girls before. I know what I'm doing. No, bro, you don't know what you're doing because you cannot predict the future. You don't know, you cannot predict the future. Fucking burn that shit into your brain. You cannot predict how people are going to act in the future. Very fucking important, all right? And don't let your ego get in the way of your rational, realistic thinking, right? When your goal relies on someone else, you could be the best father in the world. You could be the best husband. You could be kicking ass at work and making $200,000 a year. Yet, your wife still might not be happy. You might not have, because you're working all the time, you might not have enough time for her. Or, you know, you leave the toilet seat up too much. Or whatever the fucking problem is. Or maybe she just doesn't want to be married anymore. Maybe she's bored of being married. And the kids are, you know, starting to grow up and she doesn't want to be involved. Or maybe she, she's not... Uh, able to be consistently happy and you can do all the right things but she still gets depressed or she's still unhappy and literally there's nothing you can do like I was saying before as much as you work on yourself and you are about being accountable and positive and 100% consistent and, and having all your areas maxed out you cannot expect that from other people you cannot expect that and you cannot predict how other people are going to act and you cannot um, predict the future. So not only could you do everything right and not have a happy marriage, but you could also do everything right and have it end. And, and in 70% of marriages, it is the wife who initiates the divorce, okay? So 50% of marriages end, 70% 70, 70 of the time, it's the woman who initiates the divorce. 
Now, a lot of those could be bad marriages, but a lot of those could be guys who, who are doing everything right and trying their best and putting in 110% every day. Not only that, but the, the downsides are massive. You can lose half your assets, your alimony, child support, and that's after doing everything right and and her promising to be with you till death do you part and then being unaccountable about it, okay? That is a very, very serious reality and a very clear and present reality. It's a, it's it's as likely to happen as it's not likely to happen. It's a, it's a coin flips toss. And the same goes with business. You ever tried getting rid of a business partner? It's, it's near impossible. You need the, you need to get the guy into a room. You need to get him to sign off on the terms. And he's coming away with 30%, 50% of your company, even if he you know, was a complete piece of shit. My friend, whose business partner stole 40,000 from him, they had to sit down um, and he had to get, he, he had to get in the, a room with this fucking guy and he had to say, okay, I'm not gonna press criminal charges if you give me your share of the business. So this guy stole $40,000 from him and he still couldn't go after them him for the money because he needed the guy to sign off on his shares. So anytime that you are involving yourself in a major long-term goal like that, not only can you not predict how they're gonna work uh, throughout the goal, but your exit is gonna be with so much friction, so much potential loss, so much potential financial loss that you just have to be very, very fucking careful who you give your leverage to, all right? Very careful. Or you cannot give anyone leverage at all. I mean, it's no coincidence that the business I have now is the business I started by myself. Because in, in almost every business, I'm, I'm the hardest working, um, I'm the most accountable, and it's no coincidence that, that the one that I did on my own is the one that succeeded, all right? And as far as marriage goes, I, w I w definitely would not be comfortable giving uh, that type of leverage to someone. There's a couple guys that I might uh, start a business with. I've had a few good business partners before. I might uh, do something with them again. But again, I'm extremely, extremely careful about it, who I give leverage to. And I think you should do the same. It, it, it really is the smart move, okay? So, in conclusion, all right? It's a harsh sounding title, it's a harsh sounding article and video, but other people can come fuck up your life. No matter how much you have going for you, no matter how much potential you have, no matter how much you're doing everything right, other people can still come around and fuck up all your shit. So you really need to protect yourself, you really need to limit uh, how much you rely on people, and you really need to be fucking careful about who you give leverage to or not give leverage to anyone at all, all right? When you do those things, you can limit like 90% of the bad from other people and still get all the good, all right? Other people are terrific, okay? I've had, I've got three 30-year friendships. I've had a, amazing relationships with some women. I've had some amazing business partners. I've got a great group of friends. So, I mean, no man is an island, okay? I'm not telling you to become, you know, this recluse. I'm not telling you to, you know, be paranoid. I'm just saying to look at things with a clear head and you know make sure that you're protected because if you don't protect yourself, no one else is going to. You you gotta take care of yourself or no one else is gonna do it, all right? And you really gotta be serious about that. And when you do that and when you limit your downside, then you can have all the good things of relationships with people without the downside, 
all right? And you're also gonna find that your relationships actually get a lot better when you stop relying on people, when you stop expecting people to be accountable, when you stop um, giving people leverage, okay? You can have fantastic relationships with women because you're just seeing them for who they are. You expect the girl to be 10 minutes late. You um, aren't relying on her for any of your major decisions. You're not uh, married, so you don't have all these joint decisions that you have to make and fighting about the fucking drapes and all this shit. You're just seeing her for who she is. You're enjoying your time together. And you know if the relationship starts going downhill, you just end it. And you end it. And when you don't have leverage and you don't have a lot of reliance on that person, you can end the relationship in a decent, gentle way without a lot of friction, okay? You can just say, look, it's not working out. You know, I wish you all the best. And that's the best, the best position to be in. So you can enjoy people, you can have fun, and you just don't have a whole lot of expectations. You just enjoy things for what they are. And if things are getting bad, you can end it cleanly and you can end it with dignity and you, you can end it uh, with politeness and you can move on and, and move on to another better relationship. All right. So that's it, brother. Thank you so much for watching this video. Thank you for listening on SoundCloud. Thank you for listening on iTunes. And thank you for reading the article over at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. And I wish you all the best in your personal development journey.